Hello, and welcome back to the Friends of Dorothy, Emmy, Oscar, and Tony, your channel for all things film, theater, and television. My name's Alex. And I'm Cole. And we are back after a very, very long, close to five-month hiatus. Actually, might even be a little more than five months at this point. Um, it was a crazy summer after we did our hot girl film summer of the year with Barbie, No Hard Feelings, and Joyride. Yes. Um, and then it was an even crazier fall. The actors were on strike. And now everything is fucking full speed ahead as we dive into Oscar season. So we yeah. are here to chat about some of the films we saw over the fall, talk about some of the awards that have come out so far, and also talk about Golden Globe nominations as they were just announced this morning. Yes. So we've got a lot to cover, so we're going to just dive right in. Um, the films we're going to talk about are The Holdovers, Saltburn, May, December, and Past Lives. Um, so first starting out with The Holdovers. We saw it back in early November, kind of right before Thanksgiving. Yeah. Um, I was waiting, like, over a year for this. I got wind that Davon Jordan Randolph was starring in something and was like, I need to see this. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, to start off, let's give it a ranking. One out of a hundred. Or rate. A ranking. ranking. Yeah. Rate. Give it a rate. One out of a hundred. Blind rate, okay? Percentage. 100 being the best, best. Yeah. movie in the world. Yeah. Holdovers? Okay. All right, I'm ready. You got it? Yes. All right. Three... Two, one, ninety-five. 95. Oh, okay, all right, so we're on, yeah, we're pretty much the same. Yeah, um, I walked out saying it was a top five movie of all time for me. Yeah, top ten for me. Yeah. But, like, a staple I want to watch every year around the holidays. Yeah, but specifically, like, Thanksgiving. Yeah. I don't know why it feels like such like, a good Thanksgiving movie, not so much a Christmas no, movie, No, I but... feel that. I feel, no, I, yeah, it's, it is, but it's, it's, it's wholehearted. Like, Christmas movies for me, personally, are just fun. Yeah. Like, The Grinch and Elf and all that, but... I like a wholehearted, deep emotional set for Thanksgiving. Yeah. So for those of you who don't know, um, the Holdovers short synopsis is about a group of students who get left behind at an all-boys boarding school. Um, it takes place in the 70s. And they get left behind during the holidays because they don't have anywhere to go. And their nickname, therefore, are the Holdovers. Um, and then it also stars Paul Giamatti, who plays the professor, who is kind of conned into staying behind with them for the entire Christmas break. And then also Davine Joy Randolph stars as the uh, kind of lead kitchen staff member, chef, who runs all the food for the school. Mm. Um, it starts out with like a smaller group of boys, and then it basically pairs down just one, played by Dominic Sessa. Um, and then pretty much Act 2 and Act 3 are just all about the three of them <laughs> kind of adventuring through... A, like, kind of joyous sequence of shenanigans, but also, like, very, they're all very touched by different types of traumas, so. A lot they, of hard truths happen. Yeah. So. Yeah. Very great. Um, brilliant acting, brilliant writing, brilliant directing. Absolutely loved it. Yes. Um, it's doing really well at the awards so far. A lot of the critics groups are really eating it up. Um, yeah, they should. Davine is basically clearing the path as a supporting actress, like, sweep winner. I think she's won In all the... I think awards. I think she's won, like, every award so far that has actually been, like, physically awarded. Good. Um, yes, very well-deserved. I'm very excited to see her path as we head into the, um, sort of industry awards in the next couple months. Um... But overall, too, the film is doing really well. It's showing up in Best Picture everywhere. It's showing up for writing. Um, some groups are getting Alexander Payne in for directing. Uh, Paul Giamatti showing up a lot. Dominic Sessa is sort of sweeping up the newcomer awards, like for any groups that hold those. Yeah. Um, so. It's doing really what well. if what if acting had like Best New Artists? 
I, I mean, I, 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 wouldn't, I wouldn't be mad about it. I wouldn't either, because I think oftentimes, like, a breakthrough star is the first to sort of get, like, if, say, like, a breakout star is kind of on the brink, like, they're usually going to be, like, that sixth place spot that doesn't make it in. Right. So, like, arguably, Jennifer Lawrence for Winter's Bone is one of her best performances, but because it was her first nomination, did it lower her standing? Maybe, yeah. I mean, sense. yeah, and I think like the fact that she got in was like such a accomplishment, right? Oh, she got the nomination. We won't give her the win, but yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think for so many newcomers, it's hard to but like, even get the nomination. They had, like, a brand new artist Oscar. She might have gotten it that year, right? Yeah, but and then again, would you give an Oscar for that? Yeah, and that's the thing too. That's like, and we'll talk about this with the Golden Globes. Is there's a lot of groups who sort of like either add in categories, expand categories, make up new categories, yeah. And I sort of, like, agree on the team of, like, leave the Oscars as it is, like, in its tradition, in the sense of, like, keep it five nominees per category, keep the same categories, like, keep, like, because at the end of the day, this is all just, like, made up bullshit. I'm fair. And, like, so let, kind of let that exist as it has and will. Yeah. And then there are a lot of other groups and award pundits that like can sort of cater to that recreate the wheel a little bit to okay i i mean of course i always say i want an ensemble award but i get that oscars are so the top of the top like, they're very precious to so people. i get it i get it yeah um speaking of oscars yeah with the holdovers it's got a lot of potential um mm-hmm. i think it's a top five best picture contender all acting, you think? Um, all acting categories? No, I I mean, personally, I think Davine is the only secure acting nomination. Maybe Paul? I think Paul, they'd be stupid to not nominate him, but I can see a world with just oh. how much is out there right now. and Like Oppenheimer and Killers. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, like, a lot of male actors giving a lot of very dramatic, shape-shifting roles, but... I'm like, so is Paul. Don't get me started about comedy versus drama. It yeah. fucking shit irritates the piss out of me. Yeah, no, that, and he's never been nominated, oh, or he's sorry, he's been nominated for Cinderella Man. That's his only Oscar nomination. And he's just very overdue. Um, but comedy is not respected as much as drama. Yeah, and then like with supporting actor Dominic Sessa, I would love to see him get in, but I just don't know if it's in the cards for him. Um, He'll get one eventually. Like that performance, I, I when I think about that movie a lot, all I think, well, the one thing I really think about the most is the scene where he. Spoiler like, alert! Yeah, no, should I say it? <laughs> yes. Spoiler here. Five seconds. Spoiler alert. Okay. Okay, go. When he breaks his arm. Yeah. He pops out of socket <laughs> like that whole scene with his scream. I was like, oh, this is comedy gold, not respected because that's that whole scene of him running from him, getting in the gym, breaking his arm, going to the hospital. Not only is it pure comedy, but, like, when he gets to the hospital, it, that's when it starts to reveal how, like, fucked his life is. Yeah, 100%. It's it's brilliant. Um, no respect for comedies around here. I think it's a lock for best original screenplay, for sure. Probably in contention to win. Um, director's up in the air. Um, I, I personally think the cinematography should be recognized for this movie. It, what I loved about the movie is that it put me in that time era. Yeah, you fully feel like you're I, in, like, the 70s even when you're the, in this film. Even the way it was filmed, it reminded me of a lot of 70s movies. It yeah. was 
the the the, the score, the music that they used in the in the movie was phenomenal. Put me there. Yeah. Um, I, I am. I get really frustrated with movies when they do their long still shots because it's, they think it's dramatic and it's gonna and if that, you know what I mean, it's that one hold and there's not a lot of music and it's focusing on a character. Yeah. And a lot of directors, a lot of people use it because it's just a staple. They're like, if I hold it forever, this is dramatic. Something will happen, yeah. But with this movie, I never felt like, I never wanted to stop. I wanted those long shots to be long shots. Yeah. But it's because of the directing and the writing and the acting. Everything works so well together. And that's the other thing, too. The editing is probably very um, likely to get in as well. Yeah. For that movie. So, it's got, like, the package to be a true, like, best picture. I would be perfectly happy as of right now to see this win best how, picture how many best best pictures on the oscars 10 10 okay. yeah so easily top five for me and i think in there is a universe in which this could like pick up the momentum to like be a winner fingers crossed so um shall we move on anything else you want to say about it it really was special it did such a great job at touching on like emotional points that everybody can connect to. You know, the whole scene where he's talking to his, like, old... Was it his old high school buddy? And... He, oh, at, he's the, like, at the skating rink? Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, and yeah. he made up all these lies to this person, and he walks away with the boy, and he's like, he doesn't deserve to know my story. What's really potent, and, yeah. like, it... That mindset goes to every generation. Yeah. So I think it was a really relatable story, even though it was set in such a... Yeah, every, every character was so well written in things that they didn't have to say either. Yeah. Like, their, their stories were just so, like, concisely presented. Yeah. And gave them so much depth to work with. Um, and it, it, was, it, was, it was brilliant. It was wonderful. And phenomenal um, line delivery, especially from Paul. Like, yeah. I remember just scream laughing. Yeah, like, all of his, like, every quip he came back with where he's, like, basically reciting a fucking encyclopedia, basically, <laughs> yeah. of information. Like, yeah, just Looks great. Great movie. Like, as we said, both in the 90s, it's clearly an A-plus movie. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Saltburn. We saw this literally the day before Thanksgiving? No, a few days before Thanksgiving. It was a Tuesday. Tuesday, yeah. yeah it was two yeah. days before. Um, all right. One out of 100. Ready? Three, two... One. 98. I absolutely Ooh. loved, loved Saltburn. And I will say, the 98 is also to shock the people that absolutely hated it. Yeah. But, although Holdovers is a masterpiece in this film, Hollywood doesn't really do original. Any, any medium right now that is entertainment, we, we're, we're loving things based on books and prequels and sequels. And just the originality of Saltburn. And that's, yeah. that's where I like to... I like to watch a movie that I have no idea where it's coming from and enjoying it. Well, yeah. And, like, talk about a trailer that gives you nothing. Because, like... Well. What? I'm just great at guessing stuff. <laughs> Fair. You did. You did fully kind of, like, predict I, the plot. I, I did. Walking <laughs> I, I, I 100% I was like, this kid's going to get obsessed. And then the first... The first... Se- oh, wait, no, wait, 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 wait. Yeah. Um, but no, it, well, but, no, go on, go on. But it's not because the trailer was bad or it gave away. I just, I think I have an innate ability to like pick up cues. I don't know. Yeah, like predictions. I'm just really good at it. Really, really good. I am the asshole during the movie that leans over and says he's gonna die. He fully does. And then like five minutes later, he dies. Dies. Yeah. And so, and then but nobody saw it coming. And it's enough about me. <laughs> um. Yeah. I mean, I. 
what I loved the most about Saltburn was the fact we went with a group of people. It was like seven faggots who went and saw it together. Um, unlike the group of faggots who were there, like, ooh, ah, gag, like everything that was going on, we were all like so invested. So like, they were awkwardly laughing, but it wasn't like they were cool with it. Right. Does that make sense? Like they were laughing. Like, not making fun of it either. They just were uncomfortable. But I was like, really? Yeah. And All like, of I know, you have done worse. I know for me, just having listened to like a few brief reviews of it and stuff, like every every single one I listened to said, do not let like the shock value of what's happening in the moment like take you out of why it's happening. That's, and that so is good, I, I tried to lead with that so hard. And I think it worked. And what so to go back to my original point what i love the most about this was our group of people like we stood inside the theater lobby for a solid like half hour just dissecting the film before any of us were ready to leave percent, yeah because like it's such a movie that is up for interpretation and i think people one so i i'm somebody who loves the, the ending and i like a story that i know where all the characters exist but i will say a lot of people don't like it when the when when the movie asks you to think and ask you to sit with things. Mm-hmm. They want everything spood fed to them and all that stuff. And I can't stand it. And this movie is, when we left, half of us had different ideas about different things. Or we brought up certain things. Like the curtain situation. How the two characters were, remember it had the red curtains in the dorm room when they were talking about his dad. But, oh, right, 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 yeah. And then at the end when, oh, spoiler. Spoiler alert, three, two, one, go ahead. When the, the character dies and they shut the curtains, it's red curtains again. Like Those things that you have to pick up on and it's like that Easter egg hunt. And people don't want to do that when they go see movies. And that's the people that, the people that were gasped in awe were the people that weren't there to do the work and, and think about the plot, think about the writing, think about every shot. Guaranteed Emerald, every shot was thought out. Yeah. Oh, and to give a brief synopsis, by the way, oh, yeah. um, Saltburn is about a student named Oliver who is at this um, boarding school, college? Yeah. College. No. They're, yeah. Yeah, they're college age, right? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, and it sort of paints this picture that he's sort of the, the scholarship kid at the school, and he's super nerdy, a major achiever, but like very socially awkward, and he becomes infatuated with this other student named Felix, who's sort of the socialite of the school. Um, through different events, they end up kind of befriending each other, and then Oliver sells this idea that he has a really shitty home life, and then so Felix invites him to stay at his family's estate with him for the summer, Mm -hmm. um, and the estate is called Saltburn. And basically you just, the story starts to unravel itself in a way of, like, a a sociopath character who really painted a good, like, false identity of himself, and... Spoiler alert, ends up basically killing off the family to uh, take over Saltburn himself. So, great, it was great. It was really great. Um, in terms of current awards, it's definitely it needs more love. Period. It's lacking. There's a few like critics groups who are sort of going for some of the performances and stuff. Um, I it's so it's interesting because you know Emerald Fennel wrote and directed this, similar to Promising Young Woman, and Promising Young Woman was a huge hit. And sort of in the same vein, you know, was seen as this, like, breakthrough method of filmmaking that really, like, pushed the boundary on what audiences were comfortable with. And, you know, despite it also being a COVID award year, it did really well. Emerald won Best Original Screenplay for it, um, and it was nominated for a bunch of other things. But 
for this one, like, a lot of people are just really hung up on, A, the shock value, but also that, like, I think we're now in the era of, like, the Eat the Rich narrative being, like, our culture's thing to write mm -hmm. art about right now. Yeah. And I think a lot of people thought that this didn't deliver in a way, and I just have a hard time, like, understanding that, because I, I just thought it told the Eat the Rich narrative in such a different way, because especially with, like, the family at Saltburn, like, despite how sort of despicable and hateable they all were, you also kind of liked all of them. Yeah. Um, and so, I don't know. I, I thought it was great. A lot of the... It's a very polarizing movie right now. Um, and it's it's not picking up too much buzz right now. Um, mm. did get, we'll talk about it. It got a couple Globes noms today. But in terms of Oscar potential... I would not be surprised if it walked away with zero nominations on nomination morning. It sucks. But if I had to like pick wishes of who would get or what would get in, because even like there's we still have more to see and everything. I wouldn't be like devastating call it like a super snub like if Barry Keoghan or Rosamund Pike didn't get in. But I genuinely do think this film deserves like a cinematography nomination, yeah. a production design nomination, and a costume design nomination. Because those things, the cinematography was just stunning, and really the shots that they captured were absolutely insane. The yeah. production design, you know, just that elaborate set was just gorgeous, and then um, the costumes were great, you know, and they painted the story of, like, that early aughts era. Yeah. You know? It's so enjoyable, yeah. Are we, yeah. Are we doing those now, or are we doing them at the end? No. Fuck, we didn't do it for the last one. I know. Well, I think we kind of talked about it while we went through it. So, like our wish will. Okay, well then my fucking wish is that it gets best picture as a sneaky sneak. Like, just because it's so, it's different. And it ch it's challenging. And it's challenging mm -hmm. to watch. And I, we should never, I think that's just the biggest point of that. In society is don't, just because you don't like it doesn't mean it's bad. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I've watched, I do not like... Um, Midsummer, like at all. Midsummer. Well, we should talk about you. But I, 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 but I, but it's a phenomenal movie. Meaning, like, it was a great movie. I watched it and I enjoyed it, but I will never watch it again. Yeah. Well, we should talk about. I never watched Promising Young Woman, but you did, and yeah. I asked you that before we even talked about seeing this because I was curious about. I knew like, just Emerald Fennell was all over this, and so I was curious what you thought of that. And yeah. you, you didn't like Promising Young Woman. No, uh, no. Hold on. No, no, no. I liked it. It's the it's the way I think of Hereditary and Midsummer and all that. I'll never watch it again. I don't like some of the depictions of like certain violence and certain characters. It, it's 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 more of a it's more of a moral thing for me. Yeah, it touches, and I think that's but that's a genius of Emerald, right? Like, yeah. So like, I don't think I don't like promising young woman but i know it's a phenomenal film mm, okay that makes sense yeah like watching and you're, I you're, able, you're able to discern that i can respect everything about it acting writing directing cinematography the idea of the movie and, and the characters and the, the plot devices but it's not for me but it doesn't make it bad and it deserves a nomination so i think so that's why software should get best picture but if not not win just a nomination yeah but i also think writing too yeah, like I would say acting, of course, but I, although cinematography, yes, but like writing, there was moments. You deserve writing when you write moments where there is no dialogue. Cause that's I mean that's not technically writing, but what that is is that 
Well, it's a, it's, a, it's in a screenplay. That's what know, I mean. It's, it's in parentheses, and it's what what's built around that. And there were so many yeah. moments where there was nothing happening, but everything was happening. Yeah. So, there's a lot more love. Snowbird was a vibe, and I also do. I need to like. I need to hear more queer like podcast content creators talk about it because I think there's a very clear divide. Yeah. yeah. Where like, I think. The, not even think like queer people like were so just untaken aback by every shock moment of this Literally. but like the straight community it's all over fucking tiktok like i get so irritated i would think they like beheaded an infant like on the street you would, yeah you would think that if they were fucking drinking each other's blood and i mean he probably would have drank his blood to be honest but well did he like his fingers after the the vampire scene? No. <laughs> what I meant... Or did oh, no, fair. He did drink blood. Right. What, <laughs> what, I, what I meant was, like, ritualistic, like, weird... Buzz- it, was, it was weird, actually. I can't even say it wasn't. Yeah. But it was all a plot device. No, all of it. Even then, like... I personally, as my... Like, as I told you about my moral compass with Promising Woman, everything that happened in this film, besides some of the death scenes... Mm-hmm. The death scenes were different. I think the death scenes were the shocking parts. Everything prior to that, a bathtub... And yeah, a vampire. Not remotely maybe uncomfortable. Like yeah, what what kind of it, it infant just, mind do you have where that makes you? Well, and again, it's being able to put the shock value of it aside. Because yes, a very bizarre thing is happening, but like it all made sense. It all made had perfect sense. sense. Like the bathtub scene had to do with like the ultimate desire of lust, and like the vampire scene had to do with like the ultimate manipulation, and like mm-hmm. the graveyard scene was like such an ultimate exposure of grief, basically. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, oh, that's know. a good point. Is you having an understanding of why it's happening? Yeah, but even the acts themselves weren't like I don't know. Maybe I'm just a different person. Right. But also, I also understand psychology, so I know all three of those came from a place of yeah, something he was feeling, like you said, yeah, just in an unhealthy manner, like severely unhealthy. Yeah, I and I said this when we left. I because everyone was talking about like wondering if. Oliver is, like, queer or not, and I was like, I wonder if he's asexual and just, like, knows he can utilize, like, sexual, sexuality as a manipulation device. Yeah, especially, you know? it's, yeah, and it, it, it's like, one of the things the rich will always pay for is sex. That's a good point. That's very interesting. It's, like, the one thing that, like, they even, even like, rich people can't, like, get full control of sometimes. Yeah, 100%. Because, because I mean, I will say that entire family is very attractive. I doubt they don't have a problem having sex. What I mean is, like, those really old, nasty, gross millionaires, nobody's want to do that for free. Yeah. But also, they don't give a fuck. They'll pay millions of dollars to fuck yeah. a really hot hooker, so. Yeah. Mm. Anyways, great film. Great film. Also, just one more thing with the cinematography, like, that... It's so beautiful. The... The scene, the lunch after they find Felix's body, and when they close the curtains and it goes to all red, I, that was like one of the most visually stunning scenes of film I've ever seen, personally. Well, it, I know I'm biased, my favorite color is red, fuck, but like, it was just, it it's, was, it's the callback to the earlier scene, it's each character dealing with grief in a different way. Oh my god, what's her name? I think Alison Oliver or something, the sister, like, overpouring the wine. Yeah, the wine and everything, it was just, it was so good, it was so good, we gotta move on. Um, Actually, yeah, I could talk forever about it. Yeah, know, great, phenomenal. May, December. May, December. Just watch one to a hundred. Um, yeah, we just we did just watch it uh, a couple weeks ago. Netflix. No. Um, a couple weeks ago, last week. All right, ready? One. Ooh, hold on. Okay.
Got it. One, two, three, fifty-one. Mm, I don't know. It was middle of the road, and there's one glaring reason why. But let's talk about. The yeah. What, what is it about? And then talk about the awards. And um, into it. So it is about a woman named Gracie. That's Julia Moore's character's name, right? Gracie. Who, I don't remember names. I think I think that's her name. And her character is based loosely on a real life story of this woman who had a grown affair with a 12 year old, 12, 13 year old boy, went to jail for it, got out, and then ended up marrying the boy, and they started life together. So this is basically loosed off, uh, based off, loosely based off that. Yeah. Julianne Moore playing Gracie, um, and then Charles Melton playing, I can't remember his name in the movie. Um, and then there's this actress named Elizabeth, played by Natalie Portman, who is rehearsing and preparing to portray Gracie in a movie about her life. Yes. So she comes to town and basically starts shadowing Gracie and everything about her in order to, mm-hmm. as she says, uh, portray her in the most accurate, respectful yeah. way. <laughs> With all the head bobs of Natalie Portman. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. Alright, talk about the awards. Do it. Get into that. Um, is it getting anything? It is, is getting... It, it It is fucking killing it, actually. Really? It's doing really well. A lot of people, like, going into the award season, a lot of people were like, Charles Melton, just because he was, like, such an early, like, buzz about the film, they were like, he might be the only nomination, like, realistically, in Supporting Actor. But then, like, it started picking up... Like, Natalie Portman some places, Julianne Moore other places, like, they were kind of rarely getting all three of them. Um, until today with the Globes. I think this is probably one of the... F- I know there's probably a couple of other critics groups, but today was a big one. Um, Julianne got it? Yeah, all three of them got it. Um, but, like, a lot of people had... Some of the Brave have had it in their Best Picture Top 10 from for, like, months. And it's it's creeping in. Okay. Like, it's, okay. it's getting in Best Picture a lot. It's getting screenplay in some places. Is um, that... So, question. Is that original or is that adapted? It's original. We had a we had a conversation. We'll do it. We'll do it when we do the uh, the um, no the no, predictions. The, yeah, predictions. Okay. Um, write that down. Write that down. Yeah. So it's doing pretty well um, in terms of Oscar contention. I'd say it's a very strong best picture contender right now. Um, I could see it getting in there without getting. I don't think director has any chance. Like Todd Haynes is not showing up anywhere for it really. But I think it could show up in Best Picture without director or screenplay. Um, Charles Melton, I'd say, is pretty close to a safe lock. He could suffer from... Similarly, he's not as much of a breakout as someone like Dominic Sessa. Because, like, you know, Charles had... He has the narrative of, you know, being this Riverdale actor who did this, like, intensely dramatic role and did really well with it. Um, And he's also just campaigning his ass off and has Natalie Portman and Julianne Moore gassing him up along the entire way. They're like, bitch, we have our Oscars. Like, let's get you on the road. (laughs) Um, So I'd say he's probably like their safest bet lock no matter what. Um, Julianne Moore and Natalie Portman, risky. Like, I don't know. With Globes, like, for lead, it's, you get a lot more because you get 12 total between comedy and drama. So, Natalie Portman getting in there doesn't really give us too much. But Julianne Moore getting in, she's been getting in a lot of places. And I think she could... Uh-huh. And it kind of works out, too, because... Well, I was going to say, because, like, her and Charles are sort of a package. But also, Charles and Natalie are sort of a package as well. Depending on how you look at, like, the... the Dynamic. Over, yeah. Like, yeah. The overall arch of the film. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, nothing below the line 
It's it's solely one of those like it's it's an actor showcase uh, yeah. with like maybe picking up best picture along the way, but like cinematography no, production that's, design no, that's editing where it was enjoyable. No. That's where it's enjoyable was acting, like sound no, costume like all that stuff. Yeah. it's it's not there for that. It was it was, it was the acting was probably the only. Now let's talk it. about um, how would you feel if it showed up in best original score? <laughs> so all like so the sound was fucking atrocious and just there would be moments when the characters were doing the most in the best way the actors were on board they were delivering lines impeccably they were giving you moments of like disgust and like excitement and then all of a sudden some weird ass 80s porno music or from a soap opera and it was loud it was so loud I constantly like can you just turn it down just for the five minutes this is going to play. <laughs> yeah. The transitions between scenes were so bad. And what the issue was is I was sitting in it, right? So I was watching Natalie or watching Julian or watching... Um, what's his name? Charles. Why don't I say Preston? Charles. Melton. 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 Um, Preston. Butcher. Uh, <laughs> uh, when they're, when, they, when they, they were delivering and then you got... When that transition happened, all the emotion I was feeling was sucked out of me because I was angered by that sound. Yeah. It's so it's peculiar. Bad. I Ooh. apologies. I warned you. Big fat knee hitting the table. Um, yeah, like I enjoyed it, but I'm not like on this May December train quite yet. I do keep hearing you have to watch it more than once. And here's the thing: no, you don't. It's at the Globes. It's in comedy. That's something else weird too, because the I don't think I laughed once. And so I think. And from what I hear, the people who enjoy it the most are the people who laughed at it the most. And I think there's, like, such a deep level of, like, satire and, like, meta bullshit mm -hmm. that you have to kind of get on board with. Yeah. And you kind of get it because it starts at the beginning with Julianne Moore opening the fucking fridge and being like, we need more hot dogs. Or, like, we're going to run out of hot dogs. And so, like, you kind of get the idea of... I, so I, I think we need to watch it again and, like, go with a different lens. I don't know, but, like, no. I know I don't get it quite yet. I don't think I need to get it because I got it. Like, heard 100%. It's a gross relationship that is rooted in a grooming pattern that's absolutely atrocious to a narcissistic actress that wants to portray it and then use the same tech. Like, I got what happened in the film. Right. What, what, what did I miss? I'm, I think, like... I think you and I both maybe focus too hard on, like, the the story within the story being, like, we're so invested in, like, focusing on the incestuous relationship that's happening and, like, just... The incest. incest. Not incest, but... Oh, uh, <laughs> the um, statutory relationship. No, and so, no. And so I think, like, the no. intention feels like it's supposed to be... Just about, like, how ridiculous actors are when it comes to portraying these types of stories. And this just well, happens to be the story that they're using to tell. So that's what I, so, so to correct what you said, I don't, well, I do care, but I don't give a fuck about the Julianne's and Melton's relationship. I hated Natalie's character and thought she was absolutely disgusting. Mm -hmm. That whole time, I was like, she's gross. I don't like her. From the jump, when she first met her, I was like, she's an issue. She's a fucking weirdo. And it leads to my thought of already actors that do um, method acting and that type of acting. Mm -hmm. like, I fucking can't stand it. So what I mean by that is what I, I don't get humor from that. I get like, that is some fucking weird ass 
bullshit. Right. Don't fuck and I think with. it's like they're. I think they're trying to paint it that like they're aware of that too, and they want us to laugh at it. It's kind mm. of the vibe I'm getting. I, I that's if that's the vibe. Pick a different subject. You're picking a grooming relationship. Yeah. And you want me to be able to laugh at that. But, like, at the same time, people probably say the same thing about Saltburn. So, yeah. It's for different strokes for different folks. Yeah. I do think... I don't think I need to watch it again. I don't think okay. I missed anything is what I need to say. Like, okay. You could try to get artsy about it, but with, with that movie in particular, it was just... Yeah. It was bland. Yeah. the Like you said, you, you're the one that said it, too. The only accolades it's getting is writing, acting... It's not getting any of the technicals. Yeah. And I love, I do love to sit in some technicals. So. Yeah. Performances are great. Yeah. I don't think I missed anything. Yeah. I'll, I'll watch I mean, it again, but I don't think I missed one thing. Maybe we need to get drunk and watch it again. Um, and we were talking about how absurd it was. And we yeah. Like, what we the were. fuck is this? And I guess we were laughing, but like, I don't, I, I wouldn't belly laugh at that. There was nothing like super funny about it. Right. Yeah. Very interesting one. Um. In terms of, like, Wish Will, I don't know if I necessarily... I mean, I hope Charles Mountain gets in. Yeah, well, if acting, I want Mountain, because it was... His his portrayal was insane. Yeah. Especially that interview. When they, on TikTok, they did side-by-side the interview, and then the scene with them in the bedroom. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, enough, is... Yeah, it's so interesting. I can't get over the fact that, like... People sat and like laughed at it when I when I and I I understand that people it's like it's making fun of actors and I was like yeah but there's a really serious like person in that story that is yeah. fully getting abused. It's left, a right lot of center. people a lot of people criticize Slopper and saying like I, it, like Emerald didn't know what she wanted to say with this movie and I'd argue that's what this movie was. Like I feel like I don't know what they were trying to say with this movie. Yeah. Oh yeah. Know? Yeah. Well, so once again, different shirts, different folks. Just people like the people that were laughing at May December got it, mm-hmm. and we and I got Saltburn. Right. So this is literally just opinion based. Yeah. But I will say the ending was fucking garbage. Yeah, the ending's weird. I still don't get it. I mean, it's just like I don't know if like we just, she she was so stupid and like didn't realize she was going to be making the shitty like. Lifetime remake of the story again, or if or she's oh, my theory was that she knew the entire time she was gonna be making a garbage movie, but wanted the it is a low key sociopath and wanted the opportunity to like play a groomer for a week, yeah. Like, or she is that delusional and thinking that like she got the lifetime movie, so now she's an English that, star, yeah, that too. Because I think no, I guess people in the movie knew who she was, like as an actress, because I was, yeah, she wasn't like a total nobody, yeah. So, I don't know. Interesting. All right. But 50, so it's a, it's definitely... Yeah, and 70s for me. It's like, an F. F and a C. Yeah. <laughs> F and a C. Um, all right, Past Lives. So, I watched this finally yesterday um, in the rain. Highly recommend watching this movie on a rainy day. It was a fucking vibe. <laughs> um, Past Lives is a story about a... There's a family that immigrates from Korea to Canada, and then it's it's a... Mother, father, two daughters, and then the, um, I think she's the oldest, the oldest daughter, Nora, ends up, uh, going to school in New York and starts her life there. Um, but the movie starts out with her and her childhood having this, like, elementary school crush, middle school crush at school named, um, his name's, uh, Sung, and, um, 
one day she just ends up leaving. You know, yeah. it's like yeah. that thing where it's like bye, like you know. And then it kind of fast forward. <laughs> yeah, that's what happens when you leave. You say bye. Yeah. So like, it fast forwards twelve years. She's in university in, in New York, and um, she finds out that his son was looking for her on Facebook and couldn't find her because her original name was um, um, Na Young, and then she changed it to Nora when they moved to America, and so we couldn't find her. So her dad's a director. He posted his film page on Facebook saying he's looking for her, and her. They like she they get reconnected. Mm-hmm. So while she's in college, he's he was in the military and then also going to school. Um, they like are on Skype dates constantly and just like learning about each other, kind yeah. of like rekindling this like childhood, like crush friendship relationship that they had. Um, and then eventually, you know, it's the reality of like Nora's like, well, I can't come to Korea, and he's like, well, I don't think I can come to America for like another year until I finish my degree and like get my paperwork responsible. And, so she she cuts it off. She's like, I can't do this. Um, Fair. I'm resistant. spoiling this whole fucking movie for you. <laughs> oh, yeah, you are. Anyway, so... Should I talk anymore? Yeah. Okay. We're not going to talk yeah. yeah. It'll help, though, because also, like you said... My ADD is awful. Well, because it's, it's, it's a lot in Korean. You're going to be reading a lot. Yeah. So maybe, th- maybe my premise for you will help, like... Dyslex- dyslexia, ADD... I when I when I watch things that have you know foreign language or that I'm awful to watch with because I do have to pause it to read because sometimes that dialogue happens so fast. It's really and I'm a slow too. fucking reader. Yeah. So if anything, I'm helping you out a little bit. Yeah. Um, and then so twelve another twelve years pass by. Nora's married now, and then um, basically, Haesung ends up coming to America, and it's kind of the third act of the movie is sort of like an exploration of like what what were our past lives like meant to guide us to. Mm. Um, and like you know there's no like ma- there's no like big dramatic payoff it's very subtle it has like I, I was reminded a lot of After Sun and like the vibes of it um, which you know I felt After Sun could have been a 30 minute short <laughs> and it'd been amazing it, but it, yeah this works as like a full length feature though because it, it, it the fact that it like trails over 24 years like kind of lends to that a little bit um, and I adored this movie um, I'm gonna give it like a uh, 96. I'm gonna give it a solid... Ow, we'll catch you up next time, because he's gonna watch it tomorrow. Yeah. Well, we still have our rental on it. Um, yeah, awards-wise, awards. it's killing it at the Independent Awards. Um, it won the Gotham for... Right? Yeah, I think it won the Gotham for Best Feature. Um, and I think... Did Indie Spirits happen yet? I'm blanking a little bit. Let's see. Wikipedia... Um, the film is directed and written by Celine Song, by the way, stars Greta Lee, Taeyeon Yu, and John Magaro. Um, so it won the Gotham for best feature and, okay, yeah, the Indies didn't happen yet there in February. Um, so yeah, it's cleaning up the independent film awards. It's killing it at the critic awards, like feature actress Mm. for Greta Lee, director, writing, it's like consensus. Those are like the big four awards. It's always up for um, the actor Tao Yu uh, and um, um, John Magaro are getting sprinkled in here and there as well. Um, but that those four things seem to be its biggest like standings right now. So it's in a lot of people's top ten for best picture. I would honestly put it in my top five um, mm. just because I think as a whole. 
I don't know what your top five looks like now. I know. And we'll have no, to no, talk no, about no, it. Yeah, yeah. But um, just because, like, it has such a good best picture package. Like, it's directed brilliantly. It's written brilliantly. It's acted brilliantly. Um, I think the cinematography is really great. There's some really, really great shots in it. The, nobody's talking about the score. I know the brother, the Oscar expert bros are talking about it because they're being pissed that it's not being talked about more. Mm-hmm. I fully agree. I was like so moved and like emotional just like with oh, the way man. the score tells the story. Oh, I think I re- yeah, I remember hearing really it. It's, yeah. it's, and it's in it a lot. Like a really mm-hmm. lot. And like it's, it's really focused on like still like shots and music. You know, oh, which can there's, be there's which, a lot of silence. Which, in, in my, my opinion, can be a detriment if you don't do it well. Like, and it's, done, it's done so well. You know, get made this <laughs> and so I think it just has um, an overall great package. I wouldn't be mad if this somehow won this picture. I don't think it will. Um, really, at the Oscars? No, you're talking about what? At the Oscars, Oscars. you want it to win? I, I'd be happy if it did. This is one where like, I... Then we'll just talk about predictions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. But anyway. No, no, no. Shaking, I would... This is... It. Just for reference, it's one I'd be happy if it was. I gotcha. Um, so, I'm very excited for you to watch it. Me too. Um, and talk about it more. So. Alright. So, we're gonna jump into the Golden Globes. So, the Golden Globes were announced this morning at an early 8am. I love that, honestly, because I hate waiting all morning. I'm at work between 6.30 and 7 usually, so... Earlier the better. Sorry to all the LA people that were up at 5 a.m. to hear if their names got fucking called or not. Um, but overall, pretty exciting. We were, yeah. te- we were texting about a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about TV a little bit, just because I know a lot of people aren't necessarily invested yeah. in it, but we want to talk about it. I will say, Golden Globes, we need to give more respect to the Golden Globes. I know they're kind of a joke for some reason, but I will give respect to anybody that separates comedies and dramas, even though mu- musicals were comedies as a whole. But that... That separation, I do find. Well, I, I get, I, no, I, I no, get no, your no. Oscars. No, 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 no. You think you should separate it for the Oscars too? And that five categories for drama and comedy? No. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Here's why. Because if something makes you cry or makes you uncomfortable, it's seen as like art, right? Because those are emotions that we all stifle and we're all, when we're forced to feel it, it's usually heightened. Comedy, we all like to laugh is so universal, but it's not respected. So, like, I think Joyride, for instance, is a movie that could get a a long list of nominations, but compared to dramas, which are Oscar-bait films, it will never touch it. So that's why I think there should be a a separation. I think it runs the risk of, in a year like this, because there's a lot of great films, um, it could work, but in a film that's not so hot, you're going to end up with a lot of fluff. In, on both ends. Well, here's my thing. When's the last time you watched a indie comedy, straight comedy? Name one. You well, we're gonna watch one. Well, you, but you did it, and nobody does. And that's uh, the question. You hurt my feelings, by the way. That's the one we're gonna watch. But because they're all over the place, they are all over the place. Yeah. It's it's the it's the idea towards comedy that needs to change. When that changes, we'll have the pull. You'll have all of those indie movies. You know what I mean? So yeah. Anyways, that was a soapbox. The Globes. Are you TV. Done? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> it, frust- it is so frustrating, too, because, like, when she got nominated for Bridesmaids, we all knew she was going to win, but, like, those comedy, it's one of the best performances yeah. of the decade, but... Well, yeah, it's like Tiffany Haddish not getting nominated for... That's okay. We don't, sure. we don't even nominate. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, so... Well, to your original point, the Globes have kind of been revamped in the sense that this, like, 
mysterious HFPA, the Hollywood Foreign Press Association, um, is apparently like kind of done away with, and they're bringing in this whole new vibe of people who's now the voting body for the Golden Globes. They were bought bought out. They're now going to be on CBS, which is like its largest. Oh, Paramount? Like, ever. Yep. So, yeah. be Paramount Plus. CBS and Paramount. Um, so, it's going to be, like, a really big year for the Globes. Cool. And um, so, there's just some exciting stuff. Um, yeah. Talk about TV a little bit. So, some non-surprising things. The Bear did incredibly well, we which just seems accurate. We, well, we got to finish this season. Oh, yeah, we did. We, and, we were so taken aback by Jamie Lee. I was like, I need a break. And, <laughs> yeah, and this... So, this Globes <gasps> is for season two of The Bear. She for anything. Yeah, but she wouldn't because she would be... Oh, she she, she's, she's gonna be guest actress for the Emmy, Emmy. and she'll probably fucking win because right. her her that Christmas episode is oh and Christmas or Thanksgiving. This is Christmas. Christmas. Christmas? Christmas. Anyway, the mm-hmm. the Jamie Lee Curtis episode of The Bear is fucking wild, and yeah, I really hope she wins an Emmy for that next year. Um, but yeah, The Bear swept up like actor, Duh. lead actress, supporting actor, s- supporting actress. I think too. I think the sister got nominated. Um, I think that's who that is. Let's see. Uh, supporting actress. Yeah, Abby Elliott. I'm pretty sure she plays the sister. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So, not a big shocker. A lot of people knew that the bear was going to do really well. Um, Succession, no surprise. I think led of all the TV shows. Final season. You watched that one. I did finally watch Succession, I and I, I, I agree with all of it. You know, and let it, let it have its final big moment. We'll see what the new big thing for drama is next year. Um. But I mean, also the new big thing for drama, Last of Us. Did Which I watched, and you did not watch. I did not watch yet, and it was that's what I'm going to catch up on. Um, so, some things that were probably like somewhat obvious, but we're really happy to see. Fargo. We're watching Fargo right now. I've never, I, so I've never seen the movie or any of the previous um, anthology seasons. This is my very first Fargo exposure with this season four. You had no idea what you were getting into season either. four, right? I think. I think so. Yeah. You had no idea what No, and that, that first episode is, like, one of the best episodes of television I've ever fucking seen. I think we like, screamed, like, three times. Yeah. Um, Juno Temple nominated. Love uh, it. I think she's finally gonna have, like, her awards moment for this one. Yeah. I mean, because Hannah's such a powerhouse, and, like, her character was so great in Ted that Juno got outshined literally by the shadow of Hannah. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Juno, Juno's been so present in Hollywood, and I can't Name a single thing that she does in particular. I've seen her my entire life. One, actually, one thing I do really remember was Dark Knight. She was in it for like Dark Knight uh, with Anne Hathaway. She's in it for a second, but she's always been there. Yeah, and I've always liked her, so I'm really happy she's finally getting that. Yeah, and she's Far- finally she's great in Fargo. Yeah, holy she's shit, phenomenal. The Minnesota accent is brilliant. Um, and then Fargo, John Hamm, who is doing like the most John Hamm shit ever in so, his character. I can't stop staring at his piercing. His nipples. fucking nipple rings <laughs> in the bathtub taking his meeting, yeah. like, or in the hot tub. Hey, I, you know, to be honest, it, I, Fargo is like, it's a dark comedy. Yeah. And it's, it's, his character actually makes me so severely uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. But like, good on John. Yeah. Because he's like a. a, a He's a great actor. Yeah, he's great. Um, other happy to see it's Only Murders for season three. Yeah, best season of it for sure. I know fucking bias because fucking it was a, it was a Broadway musical that they created. <laughs> um, but um, so happy Selena got it. Yeah, Selena, Martin, and Steve all in in their respective categories. Meryl Streep in for supporting, which yeah. very well deserved. Um, I was Paul Rudd snubbed. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm, I wonder how his work because he, he was he wasn't in it as much as the rest of them. I, I know. just love Paul Rudd. He's in that. He's in that. Well, I, he was great too, but he's in that hard rut where like he doesn't qualify for guest anything because 
he's in more than one episode. Yeah, I get that. So yeah, like, that's why I mean, yeah, I know why he wasn't, but, but I, I'm. And Ashley's in it. Ashley Park, love Ashley. We'll get to that. We'll yeah. get to film. Um, and then some shockers and snubs, and maybe this isn't surprising to many, but like Yellow Jackets was really shut out this go around. It's um, shocking for us because we love it so much. It was it's the show that we watch. And he actively was like, you have to stop talking because nonstop I'd be trying to guess and figuring it out yeah. and puzzle pieces together. And I'm like, shut the fuck up. It's, <laughs> but it's such a fun interactive show. Yeah. And it has fans, it, a shit ton of fans. And, and it I'm has just, a claim. Yeah. I just don't get the... Is I don't know. the writer's... Stri- I don't know. No, I don't know. That People just didn't bite on the season... This was season two that we just watched, right? And yeah. that, like, the kids like, aren't getting nominations. I know. Mind. Like, I know. I think it's one of those things... Just, and maybe it's because it's Showtime and, like, nobody's watching it because it's on Showtime. But there's... Okay. You know. Yeah. Anyway, but Christina Ricci, the only nomination for it this year. No Melanie Linsky. You know, she yeah. is phenomenal. But, and, like, right. Melanie Linsky didn't get a Critics' Choice nomination last week. Like... Or, or, um, spoiler, one, two, three. Or, um, what's her name, the actress? Oh, Juliette Lewis. Her yeah. death scene was in, yeah. made, first of all, made me want to punch the TV. Yeah. But, like, that scene with her on the plane again, I remember, I like, goose, fucking goosebumps. Yeah, Juliette Lewis needs more love. Um, and even though she is, she's fucking Emmy-nominated for, um, Chippendales. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This year. I'm like, y'all, y'all need to figure your shit She's out. somebody else who's always been in movies, and I've seen her my entire life. And now she's finally getting that love, and I'm he- I'm here for like the yeah, yeah. And then um, Abbott. I mean, I was just surprised duh. that, huh? What? You say duh or dud? I said duh. Oh, like what you said. We're this is one we're we're shocked about. So yeah. Was, so I was like duh snub. Yeah, that's what I meant. Like, yeah. So I, I mean, I didn't say that. I just said duh. <laughs> um, it did get. You know, it got Best Comedy, got Lead Actress for Quinta, mm-hmm. but nothing for Shirley Ralph or Janelle James in Supporting, no, nothing for um, Tyler James Williams, like, it, it kind of, like, underperformed a little bit, and I'm maybe We're, getting concerned about how it's going to age, basically. And there's no excuse, because if you look at some of the TV listings, it's Succession, succession, succession. Well, like, and here's what the, I mean by that is like they're, they're not scared to give one show multiple. Well, and here's my here's my gripe with the Globes. You know, for TV and film, the they separate music, musical comedy and drama for picture, lead actress, and lead actor. Yeah, supporting actor for both is still comedy and drama, all yeah. in one category. That so, makes like, no sense. for supporting actress, you have one. Two, three, okay, you have three, you have it split. So you have Elizabeth Debicki for The Crown, Abby Elliott for The Bear, Christina Ricci for Yellow Jackets, Jay Smith Karen for The Succession, Meryl Streep for Only Murders, and Hannah Waddingham for Ted Lasso. So like three and three, drama, cat, comedy, whatever. Mm-hmm. But like, I, I'm like, why would you not, because there's also so many more supporting performers in TV and film, why would that not be your category where you have it split up to get more nominees in? Like it's. It is stupid. And it kind of feeds that thing that, like, the Globes are just trying to get all the biggest stars to show up for ratings and everything. And yeah. if you do that for your leads, you're more likely to get a star that way, I guess. But, um, yeah, and, yeah, for supporting actor, it's three succession guys. So, I mean, all deserved, frankly. But, regardless, um, Jerry ha- Duty. Huh? Jerry Duty got it, right? Jury Duty did, yeah. They got comedy and they got uh, James, James Marsden got in for sporting. Oh, great yep. show. Yep. Anyway, phenomenal. Um, now, the biggest fucking snub and my biggest oh shit moment when I finally realized it. He screamed. Um, 
I was scrolling through the list because like I had to keep pausing stuff when I was at work and I missed a few categories. So I went through and I got to like the supporting actress in a limited anthology or TV movie. And I was like, holy shit, Chloe Bailey got in. Like, that's fucking crazy. They must have went wild for Swarm. And then I scrolled up to, um, and it was crazy because I, I heard them announce lead actress in that category and I was, and I didn't process, but fucking Dominique Fishback did not get in for Swarm, which is just insane to me. Like, how did y'all, how did y'all rally around Chloe Bailey, who literally gets murdered in the first episode and then (laughs) not give the lead that who is giving my favorite performance on fucking tv this year like absolutely wild to me and then the series didn't get nominated either i'm just so confused and then also Haley bailey who was in two feature films this year (laughs) the color purple and little mermaid which little mermaid would have been a perfect like put her in and lead in a musical or comedy you know, yeah. it's just so, I'm like, where did Chloe fucking Bailey come from? Like, but I mean, not even Billie yeah. Eilish. Billie Eilish showed up at, um, I think, oh, shit, yeah. I think Indie Spirits. No, something different. I forget which, which awards it is, but Billie and Dominique got nominated, which was dope. Um, it was Chris Choice. I think it was Chris Choice. Anyway. Yeah. So that was my biggest fucking snub was Swarm. So mm-hmm. with that, let's move on to movies. Um, the big... Non-shockers, a lot of what people consider to be the top five for the Oscars. Oppenheimer. Yeah, Barbie led led the pack. Yeah, it did. The thing has nine. Um, picture, director, screen, screenplay, actress, supporting actor, three songs, and... What am I missing? Um, oh, fucking cinema... Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> fucking their new award, Cinematic Achievement, which we'll talk about in a minute. Okay. Um, so Barbie leading the way, Oppenheimer... Up there, Kills of the Flower Moon up there, mm-hmm. Four Things up there. Da, 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 all greats. All, yeah. Um, things happen to see, uh, fucking past lives. Yeah. When, I think the first award it, it got nominated for was, um, they don't have, do they have both? So they have a non-English film category, but I'm trying to see if they also have a... No, so they don't have an international picture category. They just have non-English language picture. And they announced Past Lives, and I was like, that's so interesting, because it's an American film, but their qualification is if it's more than 50% in a foreign language, it counts. Uh, okay. So it was just kind of weird to see it there, and then I was like, oh no, are they going to just like be like, oh, we put Past Lives somewhere, but then it showed up in uh screenplay and then director and i was like oh shit like they are eating this movie up and then actress and film and it 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 did really 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 well and i'm really excited um so happy to see celine song in this director lineup there's six of them and it's like the top five plus her kinda because like christopher nolan for oppenheimer scorsese for flower moon and yorgos lanthimos for poor things those are all kind of the givens and then, like, Gerwig's kind of floating right now. Bradley Cooper was kind of on the outskirts. And then Celine Song, a lot of people kind of, like, were just like, they'll give her the, the screenplay nomination and that'll, like, suffice. Mm-hmm. But the fact that they're recognizing that this is such an achievement in writing and directing. Because it's also, the Past Lives is loosely based on her life. So, like, she kind of brought, like, a personal So is it adapted? Or is it original? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, well, that's the thing with the Globes. They combine them, too. So, it's all... <laughs> Um, happy to see Andrew Scott, all the strangers. Oh yeah, can't wait to see that movie. Can't wait to see wreck it. us. Happy that I got something. 
Yeah. Uh, May, December, kind of happy to see it. I'm very happy Melton got it. Yeah, I talked a lot of shit when we talked about it, but Melton was... I love Riverdale, what anybody says, and I remember watching him being like, you and the blonde girl, what's her name? She was in Hustlers. Fuck. You know what I'm talking about? The blonde... Mm-hmm. The blonde girl. You know what I'm about? I didn't see. I never saw right. those two. I was like, you guys are out acting this entire cast. You deserve more, and he's getting more. I'm gonna look her really quick. Um, yeah, and then had to see it. Salt. I was thrilled that Salt Burn, Barry Keoghan, uh, drama actor, and then Rosamund Pike for supporting actress. Uh, who plays Betty? I don't know who that is. Lily Reinhardt. Oh. Those two out acting entire cast, and so seeing Mountain getting that award, especially just compared to. The three, like his scenes, wrecked the shit out. He of stands toe to toe with both of them in this yeah. fucking movie, and it's great. But yeah, all three of them got in. Um, I'm happy to see Saltburn on there. Yep, happy to see Saltburn. Fucking. Although I will say, even though I love, um, uh, what's her name, Rosman? Yeah. Uh, I mean, phenomenal. I kind of wish the nominations. I, I'd want her to stay, but like, if I had to only give two to the cast, maybe the two boys. Yeah, I think it's been double. Yeah, and it's weird. Like Jacob Lordy's not really showing up anywhere. Um, he's okay with it. He's such a great guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and then, oh, Priscilla got. Yeah, Kaylee Spaney got I drama can't actress. Wait to see that. Movie. Yeah, yeah, that was a nice little surprise. Yeah, because um, I think a lot of because it, it completely got snubbed out of any spirits. It didn't get a single one, and a lot of people were like, "Holy fuck!" I guess everyone forgot about this movie. Um, so very happy to see her. Um, snubs, snubs, bitch. Another one I didn't realize until I was reading the list. Fucking the color purple missing best musical or comedy picture. Like that is scary. First and foremost, musical. If it's on a film, it's a movie. It's a movie musical. It shouldn't be comedy or musical because if you put a depressing musical with a bunch of comedies, it's gonna win. But regardless, that movie was fucking. Snubbed. Yeah. Can you keep talking about? Can you go on? Can you go on a soapbox? Yes. I need, I need to look something up. I like Chase. Uh, no, okay. Um, I'm, I'm a soapbox about what? Hold on. I can't get figure. I can figure it out. Oh, mm. uh, oh. What was her name? Um. Yeah, you put me on the spot. I can't. I can't. I, don't, I can't do a soapbox right okay. now. Well, okay. Hold on. I'm, hold on. I'm, I'm hold trying on. to. Okay. Go ahead. I'll figure it out. I'm trying to do some research here, and I might. I meant to do it earlier. I might just have to do it another time. I'm trying to figure out what um, the last time that a musical was missed the comedy musical nomination at the Globes, but still got nominated for Best Picture, um, which is also going to be oh, weird because that's, that's real research. Wait to our Globes prediction. But it's also that. the thing too, like because now it, it wasn't that long ago that they bumped it to ten nominee nominees for Best Picture, so okay. like it's going to be kind of skewed, but. Even that's gonna be worse if you look at it and say like, yeah. So I'm very worried for the color purple right now. I um, like to see it though, bitch. Two two weeks from today we'll have seen it, Christmas Day. And but I mean Fantasia got in, which is great because she was kind of starting to pop up a little bit, but like not too much. Um, Danielle. Danielle Brooks. I mean, kind of that movie's best shot right now, which very typical supporting actress in musical like it's history. Look at Chicago, look at Les Mis, yeah. look at West Side Story. Yeah. It just, it doesn't fail. Um, wow, you're right. Yeah. So in Wicked, who's the support? No, I'm just kidding. Oh my god. Well, okay. Is it Gria? I, I do have 
I wonder though too because like I want in an ideal world the color purple would be the best movie of the year and would win best picture but then I'm worried because I'm like but then next year they're gonna be like fuck this we are not getting wicked in here after we just voted in a fucking musical last year and gave it its flowers Fair. and just knowing how many film people are like musical haters so I'm torn because I'm like I want wicked to I think wicked will be the one to finally get a best picture win as a musical we'll have to wait and see yeah. Has been done over twenty years. Chicago was the last one. It is. It's like it, it's it's like being a musical movie. Um. Anyway. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, holdovers. Snubs, holdovers. Yeah. Like it got. Paul got in for actor. Davine got in for supporting actress. Got in for picture, but it missed direction, directing, and most notably screenplay. Yeah. Um. So a little strange there. Um, anatomy. Good shocks. Anatomy of a Fallen Zone of Interest getting in they is dope. Got, oh yeah. They, they both got, got best in. drama. Um. Neither got direction. I don't think did one of them. Or I think they both got screenplay though. Actually, um, Anatomy got screenplay. Zenova just did not. Um, but yeah, excited to see both of those. Glad to see that they're bringing in the international ones. Um, couple snubs like that. I kind of wanted to see like a single nomination for Bottoms. Mm-hmm. I thought like Io or Rachel would have been a great actress in a comedy nomination. Um, thought screenplay would have been a great nomination. What about theater camp? Nobody think about that. that? It, well, it popped up at Indie Spirits. It popped up, I think, at HCA. Um, I might be wrong on that. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so I, I, it, people thought it had a chance in a couple spots. Maybe for like original especially, song. Well, especially what's her name? The lead in it. I forget her name. Oh, Molly Molly Gordon. I know. That bitch is she hysterical. I, yeah, <laughs> she would have been a great She would have been a great she nomination, too. A great too. nomination. Um, but the... Um, but not Ben Platt. The Out There Comedy nomination went to Jennifer Lawrence this year. Which is great. We, we, I, we love the movie. Yes. And she was hysterical. And, I, and I'm so happy to see her back. And in, oh, I'm so sorry, happy to see her back in the award flow. Yeah. And the thing is, too, this year is so, like, it is so split evenly between comedies and dramas for, like, what's really up for the Oscars. So, like, we got Emma Stone, Margot Robbie, Fantasia, Natalie Portman, like, all very legitimate nominations and very like heavy contending films. Yeah. Now where the fucking nominations went wild was an actor in a drama where we got, you know, fucking Timmy Chalamet, Nicolas Cage, Joaquin Phoenix, not for Napoleon for fucking Bo is afraid. Um, and Matt Damon for air. Like it, it, that's where they went buck wild for like, let's put in the most ridiculous, like good, but like also out there comedy performances. Yeah. Um, and then unfortunately, like just for not Which, unfortunately, but like it just so happened this year, we have so many legitimately critically good actress performances and comedies that I will say away spots. You know, the the guy from No Hard Feelings was if we're gonna do Andrew Barth Feldman. I know he could he definitely knocked out Wonka or fucking Air. Like yeah. Um, and then Joyride, I had high hopes that at least Ashley Park would get in, just because like. She's really floating around Hollywood like nobody's business, and I thought they would eat it up a little bit. But her, I'm so excited for her takeover. But no, once again, it's comedy. People don't respect comedy with it the way they respect drama. Yeah, because so. it was phenomenal. Um, anything else you want to touch on in the Globes? Um, they don't take comedies this year. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, I'm. We're gonna do a prediction. Episode, so I'll, yes. I'll, I'll, I'll bring up some shit then too. Yeah, so things we're seeing soon. Uh, we're we might see poor things this weekend, hopefully. 
Uh, we see The Color Purple in two weeks. In this time, we'll probably watch Nyad on Netflix just to watch it because Jodie Foster and Annette Bening got globed on. So yeah. they could be sneak attacks for. When does Maestro Oscar. come out? 21st. I think. So we'll watch that. Yeah, Maestro. Well. So. Maestro. We will be back more frequently. We've got a yes. lot to cover, a lot of awards. Critics' Choice nominations come out on Wednesday, so we'll probably talk about that next week along with whatever we've seen. Two weeks we'll do Globe nomination prediction or winner predictions because um, they're all right. they're like January seventeenth. They're coming up quick. Yeah. Um, we'll have to jump into the Emmys because the Emmys are in January. Yeah, um, you'll be seeing a lot of us, so. lots of us. So, thank you all so much for joining us, and stay tuned for next time. And if, sorry if it's a lot of shaky because we did last minute setup, so next yeah. time it won't happen. We'll have our shit together, I promise. I can't promise that. Bye.